I wanted to thank the Mechanchen group, this whole Hevra, for allowing me to come on, for giving me this opportunity to come speak about a topic that's important to us all. And we all in this sogi of Chenach, it's something that we're, we're all dedicated to teaching Torah, to teaching Yidin, Hashem's Torah. And it's an important topic. The Chenach of Klal Yisrael is an important topic to us all. And we all have ideas and plans and thoughts about this topic. I thank everybody here. I thank the whole Mechanchen group. I thank Rivari Weiss for allowing me this opportunity to share some thoughts to the Sogya. There's a, there's a Pasuk in Chinuch that everybody, obviously any conversation in Chinuch starts and ends with this Pasuk. I think the end of the Pasuk always intrigued me. And obviously in Chinuch, any Chinuch conversation, the Chanoich Lenar al Pidarka will be discussed. I think very less people know the end of the Pasuk. Chanoich Lenar al Pidarka is the beginning of the Pasuk. And certainly we all understand every person's different. Every person needs a unique approach, has a unique way that they steig a unique path. The end of the Pasuk always struck me as very important. And the end of the Pasuk of Hanoich Lenar Pidarka is not widely known. And the end of the Pasuk is Gam Kiyazgim That the goal of Chenach is even in old age, even in old age, the person won't leave what they're taught. We can be mechanech somebody and think short term. We can think what will be successful this minute. The Iker of Chenach has to be things, a person, a child, a youngster could be very matzliach this minute, but are we doing something that will last in 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, it will be a different mindset, what's longer lasting. I have a friend, I have a friend who's a very, very sincere guy. And he's an Ernster person. And he once called me, he was working in the public schools. He's a therapist. And he was working in a public school. And he said to me, Daniel, remember what they told us when we were youngsters? I'm sure many of you got this from English teachers. They always, if they wanted to guilt us, they would tell us the public school kids behave better than you guys. So my friend called me up and he said, Daniel, remember they used to tell us the public school kids behave better than you guys? He said it might be true. He was working in the public school and he said they had the kids on such lockdown. It was so, in his, I'm not sure it's not universally, but in the particular public school he was in, I'm sure it's not all over. They were so well behaved. And he was like asking about it that they seem to have such good behavior, are we missing the boat? And I spoke it over with my mishpacha, who was also a speech therapist in the public school system. And what we're both convinced is a teacher comes in to a class in the, in the public school, the goal of the teacher is that hour to have the easiest hour, the smoothest hour, the best looking hour. Mm -hmm that they look professional, that things go smoothly, and certainly that matters, but they're not thinking about the asset of this person. I was once had the opportunity, I was in a doctor's office together with one of my kids, and my kid was jumping around, and there was uh, another person in the doctor's office. There was a lady who had a child, and the child's nose was pressed against the wall, 
and the mother was stark on him. He was running around. So she was stark, you're misbehaving. And she had him standing in the doctor's office against the wall. And she, I remember, was reading the paper. And I was thinking to myself, she had a much easier time in the doctor's office while we were waiting. But my son's going to be a Talmud Chacham, a Ben Taira. She was selling out the future for those few minutes. And my thoughts, I do care about those few minutes, but I care about eternity. And the goal of Chenuch always has to keep in mind, the long term. That's the key point. So I always appreciated this Pasuk in Chenuch of Gam Kiyaskin Layasin, the end of the Pasuk. Many decisions we'll make in our classrooms and our yeshivas. We could do things that would make us look better today. We could get guys looking firmer, looking stronger. The question always has to be, will this last? Will it last in 10 years, 20, 30, 50? So very important question in Chinuch. There's a lot to talk about that, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I want to get to something the Noyam Elimelech asks. He has two kashas, the Noyam Elimelech, on this Pasuk. Kasha number one is, why does the Pasuk speak in the negative? It shouldn't leave. Say, go in the right derech. Teach the right derech, so he'll go in the right derech. Why does the Pasuk speak Balash and Shlil in the negatives? Kasha one. Kasha two, to me, is the main thing I want to say tonight. Literally, the main thing that I want to discuss. It is said on the Naim Elimelech that anybody who came near him says if somebody touched the door handle of the Naim Elimelech became from the Schais of the And I think it's this Nikud of the Naim Elimelech that all of us can, can bring to our own lives and have a massive impact. The Naim Elimelech asks a cash on the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, teach a kid right. Because otherwise, he shouldn't go off the derech when he's old. Says the Naim Limelech, which Pasuk would predict somebody to go off the derech? Souls move towards Hashem. Souls don't go off the derech. And the Shama is naita to go, and the Shama craves Hashem. So how would a Pasuk ever predict? Teach him right. Because otherwise, he shouldn't veer off. He asked the Naim Elimelech, a Pasuk would never predict. It's like a stern warning. If you don't teach him right, he might go off the derech. A soul's going to go to Hashem. A soul's not going off the derech. It would never predict. It could happen, but it would never predict. The likelihood and what's, what's mistama going to happen is a soul is going to find Hashem. So that's what he asked the Naim Elimelech on the Pasuk. Answers the Naim Elimelech that the Pasuk means Give a child his right path. Everybody's unique. And set him on his right, his kiddush shamayim, his avoida. So if you teach him wrong, he's going to have to be served from the wrong derech to the right derech. So why make him move? Just teach him right. The Pasuk's not predicting he'll go off. The Pasuk's predicting a person's going to go to the right there. So Gam Kiyaskin, he shouldn't have to be served from the wrong there to the right. If I cared, it's predicting a person's going to go right. I want to say that, that the power, the Naimali Melech, was, was impacted people around him. 
the Bardich Reb Levi Yitzchak before Rosh Hashanah would go out to people and have massive impact, they both saw a soul and they saw people as holy. I want to say this, I want to say my own story. When I was younger, I thought I was a tin can. I thought I was, because we're in touch with bad thoughts. We're in touch with our very human side. We try to learn. I learned a lot in Masifton, even finishing Masifton's. I thought my inside was rotten and nervous. I'm pushing to learn and I'm doing, I was learning a lot of hours, finishing a lot of Masifton's. But I didn't know, I thought you have a tin can, you have a rotten inside. And if you learn enough, like maybe it will impact the inside. And I think it's tremendously, the word shame is probably the biggest thing I, we're facing in all our yeshivas. I would say that shame is prevalent. Since COVID, I've become like an address for many, many types of yeshivas and yeshivish places of guys in their 20s who describe I was the top guy in my yeshiva and I always felt the tremendous shame. We live in an age of a lot of exposure. People have seen people and there's a sense that I'm puzzled. There's a sense I'm a bad person. I know what I'm thinking. I know it. And there's a tremendous shame that's prevalent. And I think the first, a big thing Mechanchem can do is know the emes. It's not cute. It's not meant for a certain style of yeshiva. I don't care what yeshiva. Any from Hasidish, Litvish, most yeshivish, modern, from wherever somebody is, the Mitzayos, that we're souls. I'm a soul. You're a soul. We're souls who are knighted to serve Hashem. It's all inside of us. That view of the Naim Elimelech, it's true there are challenges. It's true we could have all different challenges, but the starting point is that we're big souls, very big souls. The Rambam says in Helchus Talmud Torah that a Rebbe is mechoyiv, it's perakei halacha yegimel, that a Rebbe is mechoyiv to be mechabit as Talmudim. Now, kavle doesn't mean not to say mean things. Quoting this Rambam makes you, it makes me feel very liberal, like I'm a liberal person. We have a world where there's a dearth of covenant. People are struggling. Our kids being mechabed, their parents. Our kids being mechabed, their elders. And you have somebody speaking about a Rebbe being mechabed talmidim, but I want a revolution of covenant. And the Rambam says a Rebbe is mechabed talmidim. It does not mean words. You're a nice boy. No. The words of the Chayyadim on Kibbut Avim that Iker Kavit is b'machshava. It means that a Rebbe holds a Talmud as big is is a big soul and sees. By the way, you first have to hold it on yourself. I'm only starting in the last Tikufa. I started to learn Svarim to explore this. I see it in myself, so I can see it in the guys. Big souls, intimidating souls. I don't know who has bigger soul. We're, we're very big Nishamas Yidin. Seeing it as such, seeing it as such, but the MS, I'm not talking about cute, I'm not talking about a rallying cry that we say to some youngster, oh, you're really special. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that the MS were intimidated from people because we see their big souls. It's the truth. Now we have to feel it in ourselves and experience the Naimali Melech felt it in himself and looked at others that way as well. That's the essence of who we are. 
if we can be mechabed our Talmidim in that way, and that's the chiv of Rabbi Rav Hirsch calls this point, the bedrock of education, that all chenuch starts here, that the emes, the emes we hold this person, this is an avayda. A lot of times because of our own bias, it's not easy. The words are not easy to really hold the people it's not an easy avoid that many people we naturally, I'm talking about that inside my own heart. I look at this bacher and I'm nishtaming from him. Not, and I don't, it has nothing to do with how he dresses. It has nothing to do with how he talks. It has nothing to do with how many hours he learns. Those are big things, but the essence, and there's an, we have to see it in ourselves and then we could see it in the people we're Zaycha to learn with. I have a Maisa, I have a Maisa that I want to share with the Hevra, just a true story. Is it coming through? It looks like it might have froze. Ah, I'd like to, I'd like to share a Maisa. I don't, I don't use the words, my Talmidim. I don't talk like that. I'm too intimidated. Say somebody's a Talmud, there has to be some MS. I see big souls. I'm not saying it's wrong to say my Talmidim because we have to accept we have jobs, but I'm too afraid to say that. You see, we don't know who's bigger, who's smaller. It's like if a person wants to say Rebbe, he says Rebbe, but people are big. We had a gathering in Eretz Yisrael of hundreds of guys, hundreds of the Chevra from Yeshiva. And we bought Sidurim and we put it in front of each person. When they sat down at this gathering, they all had a Siddur with a name on it. Say, I didn't have time to write a letter. I didn't have time to write a letter in the Siddur. So I asked one of the secretaries, if they could write a Varma letter inside my name. I just didn't have time, right? Like a nice, a nice thing to each Bacher, this, this standard text. So the, 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 the secretary wrote a beautiful letter, but it said, Dear Talmidim. It said, Dear Talmidim, with a good letter. So I told the secretary, the letter is amazing. But if I can ask for sure, please don't write Talmidim. I'm not comfortable with that. I said, write Dear Hevra. I said, I don't call the guys Talmidim. You know, each one is precious. I don't have the right. I don't, don't say Talmidim. If you write Dear Hevra. So she switches to every guy that night in Eretz Yisrael has a siddur in front that says Dear Hevra and a beautiful letter. And it was switched from Dear Talmud. The first speech of the night, somebody who didn't know about the siddurim, didn't know what was written in the siddur. The first speech of the night, I asked somebody to speak. And they said over from Kivegra a letter that I've seen many times subsequently, but I'd never heard of it before. The Kivegra writes to his sons that if you ever see in my writings, in a, in a letter that it says, a letter to a Talmud, you know I didn't write it because I don't call my Talmidim Talmidim. I'm not so arrogant, Talmidim. I, I, I don't know who's bigger. I've seen this letter from Rebbe Kivager now a number of times, that there was a Siddur in front that it was switched from the Kirtab and the first speech in that. The first thing I want to say that we can the MS work on, but it's, it's a Tifazach, it's not... It's not a quick fix thing. It's to see people as big souls, to see Yidin as such. We have blockages to it for all different reasons. And sometimes we could see somebody as such. Certainly it takes seeing ourselves as such and knowing it as a truth. I think that truth, that a person's a big, big soul, 
is a tremendous counter to a sense today of a lot of shame. And that sense of shame, if I learn a little more, maybe then I'll be something. First of all, as an Arab, of course, Torah is Mirayim and Megado. And the Yid learns Torah, but the Torah brings out what's in his Pnim. A Yid is Shaykh to Torah, and the Yid is, is, is holy and big. That look, I only hire rebellion that have that look on guys. That look changes lives more than anything will ever say to somebody, more than anything will ever do. But it has to be true. You can't fool somebody. It's not what to say. It's not. And we have to ask ourselves, do we have this look? And if we don't, what can we do for ourselves to have a sense of our own kiddush, our own preciousness, our own sense we're a big soul, we're not a tin can. I'm one neshama speaking, to, I don't know how many neshamas, maybe they're five, six, or ten, whatever number. But there's one soul speaking to other souls, learning, we're, learning, we're talking about chinuch, a bunch of souls sitting here. The step one is to have that look. That belief, that knowledge. The Naimali Melech looked at a Yid. Of course, a Yid serves Hashem. I, you know, parents will be cynical. If a parent calls you up and you say, oh, your son is so special. We just had in Yeshiva Bayas, 100, 130 parents come down for Parents' Day. Now, if a parent speaks to you and you're like, your son is amazing, you sound like, okay, okay, you're doing, you're doing the love thing, Yishma. But how can you convey if you really see a big soul and you see it and you feel it, you experience it? He's a big soul. I don't say we always can sense it. I don't say we always can sense it. I say that if we feel it on ourselves and we work, we work to see Nikudais of it, we could see it on others, and that's the biggest impact. I think that would do a lot to fight the shame that's prevalent today. I want to keep on this topic. I want to share a Yiddah Kaddish with the Hevra that I think is dazzling. And it's something that will lead to really the, the to continue this conversation we're having. Amazing Yiddah Kaddish. My son, my son Yaakov, who loves the Torah of Peshischa, so he told me this Yiddah Kaddish. And I want to share it with the Hevra. The Yiddah Kaddish says of Shem, a, a, a Medrash in last week's parsha. Yerushua Gamliel says that his kibud doesn't come to a hundredth of Esav, because Esav put on nice the God, the God of Yafim, the God of Noam to serve his father. Yerushua Gamliel says, I serve my father in the God of Luchlachim in dirty garments. So his kibud Avim is much bigger than mine. That's what Yerushua Gamliel said about Esav. And the Kasha's obvious is why doesn't Yerushua Gamliel? He's a Tana. So put on nice begotten, like it doesn't seem the hardest thing. So we are nice begotten. Now, of course, of course, the pshat, of course, we could say pshat, that Esau was on the madrega that he sensed any time he served Yitzhak Avinu, we should wear begotten none. Reb Shem Gamliel could do it together, but where he's up to, he doesn't feel that way. But listen to what the Yirak Kaddish says pshat. The Yirak Kaddish, everybody asks, why does Esav lie Esav? He's in Yitzchak Avinu's house. Says the Yirak Kaddish, Esav for Kibra Ve'en didn't show other sides to his father. He didn't show. He wore begotten means, the MS, he didn't want to cause Sar to his father. 
So he always put on nice garments to serve his father. That's how Asa behaved. He had the God in none. And this way, he didn't cause any Agmas Nefesh to his tata. Says the Yirak Kaddish, that's why he remains Esav. Because he didn't show, his, he didn't show his, himself to his father. If he would have showed himself to his father, by the way, his father would have loved him. He didn't have to show the God in none. Even somebody asked me, somebody asked me this week, it says that Yitzchak loved Esav, Kitzayid Befiv. So the person said, and if it wasn't Sayyid B'fiv, Yitzchak wouldn't have liked Esav. But what Yitzchak liked was what the version what Esav showed. So Yitzchak didn't, Esav didn't have the chance to be liked who he was. He didn't show who he was. Says the Yirak, Rav Shimon Gamliel wore begadim luchlach, dirty garments. He wore dirty clothing means that he showed, he said, I'm not willing to do that, Kibarav. And he said, he says the Yerakash, the Vada, the Tata wants this. He wore begadim luchlach, it means he didn't try to dress up for his Tata. He wasn't afraid to show difficulties and problems. I want to say, and it's like, it's a shtickle irony. If we look at somebody as a soul, then they're safe to tell us things that they did wrong. Because we're, we're souls in a world who sometimes make mistakes. We're souls put down here as a Ben Adam. We're people who make mistakes and we're actually less afraid. If I'm a tin can trying to epis, if I learn I could be something, so I'm very insecure about each thing that you only could show begadim none. Any bad begadim luchlachim I'm insecure about. So ironically, if somebody's a soul, oh, you have an issue, you have challenges, so do I. That's what it means to be human. A big soul here struggles, has difficulties, Ironically, ironically, when we see people as souls, they're also safe to share. Oh, you messed up. You did this. The Savior doesn't passle. It doesn't slug up. It takes away the shame. And it allows people to present themselves. I think, I think to have honest, real, healthy conversation, we want the people we're to learn with. We want to, we are own the God We're not afraid. We're human. I always wonder, and I don't know the answer, how much a Rebbe reveals his own humanity. I always have that question. I don't know the exact answer. I don't say a Rebbe says everything, but the sense we're human beings. We're all human beings who are working, who are struggling, who are overcoming and fighting to grow. Not to be afraid of begadim aluchlachim. We're not afraid, and keep in mind, they're just begadim. The essence is a holy soul. They say that we have begadim luchlachim. We don't always, we're secure enough to show those begadim luchlachim. Shimon Gamliel becomes the Tana, the Yerach said, because he showed his tatas, begadim luchlachim. He wasn't, Shemzuchnish, to show, you know, we're human, we could speak about things, we could talk things over, not to be afraid to show begadim luchlachim. I wanted, a, I wanted a say on this topic of honest conversation of allowing people to show begadim luchlachim, I want to say a change that I'm seeing. I see it in myself and I see it in people surrounding me. And I want to share with the Hevra this point. When, when I was a youngster, there was a story, a seeper that somebody told over that made a big impression on me. It like inspired me. So it was a tape. Somebody said over a story of Ashkoch Hashem, 
that very much inspired me. I hadn't turned, heard this story in a couple of decades, and I was driving with my son and a group of Bachram to Baltimore. So I decided I'll listen to the recording again. I'll be inspired again, and they'll be inspired. So I said, Chevre, many decades ago, this story inspired me. Could I play it for the Chevre? And we'll all be inspired. So they said, you know, because I put it on, and it didn't mean much to me, and it meant nothing to my kids, to my kids and the guys. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't resonate. Said I didn't say anything. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything. But I wondered decades before this story made a big rishon on me, and today I'm listening, and it didn't make a rishon on me, and didn't make a rishon on them. And I chapped that. I chapped as follows. It was very, very charismatic. The speaker was gishmak and screaming and yelling. Oh, like it was very gishmak. And if the goal is externally to get people excited to be exciting, so that's very, very, it was unbelievably gishmak. Today's generation wants very nuanced feelings. And the person telling the story that wasn't his story, that he's screaming and yelling, that wasn't what he was experiencing, so it didn't feel like a real story. And today that doesn't impact. I want to say there's, there's a school in Atlanta, Georgia. It's known as one of the best schools in America. You have, we have, there, there, a lot of schools are very dry and boring. So this guy, it's called the Ron Clark Academy. I don't know tons about it. I know that the Gaiish world's very into the Ron Clark Academy. They made a movie about his school and there are books about his school. A guy in Atlanta, Georgia made a school. That's a very disciplined school and very exciting. They do crazy stuff. Teachers jump on the tables and they scream and yell. And they're very charismatic teachers, the Ron Clark Academy. And their goal is to make education more exciting, more geschmack. So it's very fired up. And I hear what they're trying to do. And certainly I don't promote being boring. It's important to have chaos and energy. But I want to say that kids that today, my children would not take this for a second. The guys in yeshiva by us would laugh at this. It wouldn't help an iota because they want to authentic and real. And I ask you, if you have to jump on the table and jump around, that's not authentic and real. If you were alone in the room, the teachers wouldn't behave that way. And I want to say that the kids of today want something nuanced and real. The, being gishmak, that doesn't, that's not what they want. That doesn't, that doesn't translate today. What translates a Rebbe looking in the eyes of a Bacher and speaking on his good morning. And real conversation, real dialogue, one human being to another human being. I think people are craving sincerity, authenticity, realness. I think this group itself, which has spoken a lot which, which emphasizes a lot conversation and rebellion talking and listening and hearing, I think is, is spot on. I think this group is spot on to what kids in all Bechot Futsas Yisrael, from Yeshivish, Hasidish, to everything in between, that people want honest conversation. I think even a shear that resonates is the Rebbe really means it. People ask me, they come to Yeshiva, what should I speak about? Say anything that resonates by you. Anything you feel real, you can communicate. 
If you have a kasha that is real by you and honest and sincere, that will go over. And that, that it's not a chazal, but many psukim and mishle that Four psukim I found that they represent the And I think we're dealing with a generation that in a remarkable way is feeling and experiencing in a very nuanced way. And they want to feel. They want to feel. I think in earlier diarists, and, and this is not, we, we stand on the shoulders of earlier diarists, but the emphasis was on producing soldiers. Let's go. You could do it. And Today's generation, of course, they're coming from parents and grandparents who are remarkable soldiers, but people are feeling nuanced and specific and want to talk and relate and understand and connect. And the possibility of really connecting, relating to something authentic is what we could give to people around us, the honest conversation. We don't have to have all the answers. To have honest conversation, we have to listen, hear, and really understand. So I think this, this capacity of honest conversation, of real conversation, the MS that's being yearned for today, the MS that's being yearned for today, I think is what we have the possibility. We're not trying to do the Ron Clark way. Of course, we want chaos, but we want chaos that comes from somebody who's who's plugged into their own soul, to something that's sincere and authentic and, and goes from one heart to another heart that enters in, in a very, very authentic way, that's the type of, that's the type of chaos that we want. I wanna, I wanna share a vert on this type of honesty and authenticity. There's a vert, there's a vert again, there's a theme my son Yaakov told me, Reb Nachman, that I wanna share with the Hever. By Yosef Atzadik, all of us know by Yosef Atzadik when he had an assignment at Ashes Petifera. So by Yonas Achutza, he ran out of the house and he goes believe begadim. And the Ramban asks, "Why did Yosef Atzadik grab his begadim?" The Ramban asks, "Why did Yosef Atzadik leave believe begadim, grab his begadim?" So Reb Nachman says like this. Reb Nachman says when the Sionis are raging. Begadim is what we present to other people. Is the chitzayin is how it appears. Says Reb Nachman, when the siyanis are raging, the only way to survive is believe begadim. It can't be the external thing, how it appears, how it looks like to others. It has to be the panemius of the thing, the thing itself. So that's what it means. He ran out, believe begadim. And I think today... Very, very stark. We have a matzah of Nisyanus raging. It has to be believe the Godin. It has to be the thing itself and sincere, authentic, not without the Godin, all the charisma. The Ron Clark Academy is all the Godin. When Nisyanus are raging, and there are times the Godin, can work. When Nisyanus are raging, it has to be believe the Godin. People, two souls, two challenged souls who are talking one to another honestly. I want to share the last, the last point. It's the hour is late, and everybody that that's the halacha. The Rebbe has to go to sleep on time. It's halacha. I'm guilty of breaking all the time. But people teaching Torah, we have to be be awake and to be present. But I want to um, I want to share one last one last chazal. That means a lot to me. I want to share Gemara Kedushin. 
And I think on the topic of honesty and sincerity, authenticity, this Chazal is, is very gishmak. The Gemara in Kedushin tells us about Rav Amram Chassidah. It's a story. It's a story. I think we all know the story of Rav Amram Chassidah. Rav Amram Chassidah, one of my, my, one of my favorite things in this world are ladders. In my shul, we dance around the ladders. I like ladders a lot. In this week's parsha, Sula Mutsavarts. I, I run a camp in the summer. I call it Sula because I like ladders. Anyway, it's a story for itself. But the kitzer is that Rav Amram Chasidah had on the second floor, he has prisoners, women prisoners who are held, who are redeemed from the Goyim. All the prisoners should get out free. And these, these women prisoners were redeemed and they were. They were upstairs in Rabbi Amram Chassidah's house, and he had no access from the first floor to climb to the second floor. There was a ladder of Rabbi Amram Chassidah's house that it would take 10 people to move this ladder in order to climb up to the second floor. And Rabbi Amram Chassidah had an asayan, and he had the gvura to pick up the ladder, put it in its spot, and started climbing the ladder to do an avera, to climb to the second floor. Rav Amram Chassidah started screaming, fire, fire, fire. There's a nura, there's a fire in the Bay Be- Amram, in the house of Amram. Comes running in the house, all the neighbors, and all the Talmidim, Rav Amram Chassidah. And his house is packed. You can pick out the Talmidim of Amram Chassidah, the ones who look red like, like, like uh, tomatoes. They're embarrassed, Shein Kamayu. All of us can picture, I have a Rebbe who's like the hero of my life. My Rebbe, my Rebbe. You talk about your Rebbe, you dream about your Rebbe. A Rebbe, the magic of a Rebbe. And every people talk about their Rebbe. A Rebbe is, is magic to a person. And these Talmidim had spoken all their lives. I don't know what it's sad, he's called Chassidah. They're sitting in his house and he's halfway up a ladder and Yedda knows what he was going to do. The bush of the Talmidim, they're so mevoyish, they're red-faced, and they say to Amram Chassid, the Rebbe, you embarrassed us. They ask Amram Chassid, the Kasha, Rebbe, you shamed us, we're so embarrassed. The whole block's there, and the people are saying, oh, is that? They point up to the top of the ladder, to halfway up. Is that your Rebbe you always told us about? <laughs> they're like, Rebbe, Rebbe, you embarrassed us. Rav Amram Chassidah says back, better you're embarrassed in this world than Noilam Abba. I have a kasha, I asked, I asked huge Talmud Chacham this kasha. What did they mean to him, Rebbe, you embarrassed us? What's their kasha? What's their kasha, Rebbe, you embarrassed us? What, what, El, El, my, what? what are the Talmudim saying? Rav Amram, Rebbe, you embarrassed us. What, what, he, he can't do the Avera. El, my, what? He should do the Avera. So what were the Talmidim saying to the Rebbe? Rebbe, you embarrassed. What's their kasha? Before his parents, better to be embarrassed here than in Lava. What's their kasha? So I saw one chat that they asked Rebbe, you embarrassed us. They knew we had other ways of saving them, saving himself from Navera. Later on, he says something and the Yitzhahara disappears. So he had other aces to save himself. And they were asking him, why do you use this ace? He had other ways. So then the terrors, then the question is, what's his terrors? Better you're embarrassed here than I'm above. We could be embarrassed neither. If you did another ace, we'll be embarrassed neither. 
And I think Rav Amram Hasidu was teaching a lesson halfway up that ladder that I want to end tonight with. And I think in Chinuch for us all, as, as Rebbeim, as people involved in Chinuch, so reputation matters. There's a Soviet called, we worry about the reputation of our yeshivas, our own reputations. Reputations are Soviet, it's a Soviet we handle. But Rav Amram Hasidu taught is reality over perception. He said from halfway up the ladder that I better to be embarrassed here in the world to come. I had other aces, but I wanted to teach you the Talmud and he taught from halfway up the ladder. And this is a lesson how to climb the ladder. The Sula You want to climb the ladder that better to be embarrassed here than Labaz, put aside perception for the reality of Shagin. And we can't always worry so much how it looks, the perception. And certainly people teaching Torah will have to teach our Talmudim that the Iker thing we're worried is about emes, sincerity, authenticity. We're not putting other things first. What's this one going to say? I would only learn by a Rebbe like Rav Amram Hasidah. They said, Rebbe, you embarrassed us. I would look for a Rebbe halfway up the ladder. Rav Amram Hasidah said to them, he said, I'm teaching you that you have to put aside, you're right, it looks funny for us all. Your Rebbe is sitting halfway up the ladder, but I didn't embarrass you for Elam Abad. Elam Abad means a world of MS, a world of eternity. And there's a world of truth and MS and sincerity. I think for our own Talmudim, honest conversation, not being afraid of MS, not being afraid of that which is true, not being afraid of being, we're all human. We're all human beings. And not being afraid of, of being Megal, our own humanity, to, to, to people with Zeichah to learn with. And speaking in an honest, again, each person, what we reveal, how we reveal. Rav Amram Hasid revealed the last from the top of that ladder. But this Nikoda of us having honest, open, healthy discussions with our, with our, with, with people with Zeichah to learn Torah with, I think is crucial. It's vital then there's a cynicism in the world of the Rebbe who tries to speak about things that really belong by the therapist. And there's such as that. Sometimes a person has an OCD, has something that needs therapy. But I don't have, I say, I have a cynicism for sending to therapy when Rebbeim should be speaking to guys. Rebbeim should have honest and comfortable and healthy. I don't think we outsource honest conversation healthy, sincere, a bucker can open up and speak. Avada, we're not trying to say we know, and sometimes we can ask Eitzes, but nothing replaces the healthy back and forth dialogue of, of a person, a caring person who's listening, who's hearing, who's understanding. And I think when the base of everything is that it's a soul and a soul, I think we have less insecurity to have imperfections. Because the base is good. The base, it's all begotten. Then we could show begotten luchlachem. We could then in that backdrop have honest and healthy conversation. I think I want to say to everybody here that, the, that from the biggest nesiyayness I see is shame. Rampant amount of sense on puzzle for things I've seen, for things I've thought. And, and, and we can wage a war of covet. A massive war of Yid. We're seeing in Israel today, these weeks, we're seeing amidst the difficulty, the Amnivra Yahalukah. We're seeing a Israel re- 
Pasha b'mechazik itself, people are standing up, I'm a Yid. There's something to that. It means something, I'm a Yid. A Yid is a big, big neshama and in authentic ways, not slogans, not cheap slogans. I'm talking in authentic ways, believing it on ourselves. Believing it on ourselves. I've had since this own chizuk in the last few weeks joining Klaus, so seeing that we're a Yid has been a chizuk in a personal way. That I'm a yid. I've studied a little, looked into what does it mean to be a yid. What type of neshav? What does that? What does it even say that we're yidden? But if we could see ourselves with that precious mitzvah that we're yidden, and see the talmidim, the people with zayich to learn with, to be to teach Torah, to learn Torah with, and see them as precious, as 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 souls, will give over that. Will raise the covenant. Will raise the dignity of Klal Yisrael. We daven for Aramas Karen Yisrael. For a pickup of the of the of Klaus so feeling good, I think we can share that with everybody that was there to teach Torah. I don't think we have to be afraid of any flaws. They could show us the Gadam Luchlach, and because of what we know, who they truly are. In Esav has to wear begadim nun. In Esav has to wear begadim nun. Rishon Gamliel the time is not afraid to wear begadim luchlach, but it's only begadim luchlach. It's not who he is. The essence is good. So I want to thank everybody for this opportunity to share some thoughts about Chinuch, some thoughts about Torah, and we should all have Siyat Nishmaya to see who we are, to see who the people with Zeichel and Torah are, and in our days, because we should see Aramas carrying Yisrael, which is followed, of course, Haram carrying Mashiach with the rise of Mashiach and Herbi Amen. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you. Someone has a question? Could they ask? So, yeah. It's like a common question that happens in, I mean, in yeshiva and that Bachamem themselves have like, um, you know, it's learning is challenging for them. So the question is like, you know, when a person goes to the doctor, you know, there's a basic formula where you check your ears. Everything has a formula, more or less. When you come to Chinuch, it's something that's that's like, the question is, what's the formula? What's the approach of Bachar who himself doesn't have a, a, a drive himself to learn, doesn't have a cheshek to, to find the geshmak and learning? What's the... A Rebbe can stand outside. There's no, there's no, what does he do? Well, and, part, and a part of a Rebbe, what's his response? What could he do to help the Talmud in this situation? I, wa- I want to say, the question is, 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 is something we all grapple. I want to say in our own sharing of Torah, to share different Torah that are deep and resonate by us. I was looking, I was looking for a rub of, for my shul. I'm not here many weeks because the yeshiva, and I was looking for a rub. I was explaining to the people in the search committee, I don't want a guy who says good divrei Torah and his gishmak. I want somebody who would give his life for the words of Torah he shares. He believes what he says and he's excited. One of the things I would say to that question is when we share Torah, to really share things that we believe, the opposite, you know, sometimes in a share, you have to like fill up time. You say something, to find things that we honestly, that resonate by us and excite us. I want a bacher to see in us. And one aspect is, wow, this tire, I see tire can mean something to you. I had a kid last week come to share. He didn't have a yarmulke. And he said he had to share these exact words to me. He said, whoa, he said, tire means something to you. 
And I think if we can our own self plug into a Torah and even share Divrei Torah that we like, it's not a cute word, it's not a good idea, it's not in all of learning, our the people with Zaycha to learn with will see that Torah has such a possibility. I want to say with guys, and this again is every yeshiva, every circumstance, one guy learned Chumash, one guy learned Mishnah, we definitely have a very narrow, we tend to have a narrow what Tyra is. There's a very broad Tyra. There's all them, there's halacha. There's even within Limud, within Chumash, there's so many. So I would try to help Abacher. I like, and again, this is different stages, different ages, to find the safer that resonates. I think I should know that, that, it's, that it's Shaykh and every year has a place in Tyra that could resonate by him. And he shouldn't be Miyayish. Many of us went to Shirm and it didn't resonate. That wasn't the tire, but he should look for that. And Itaka matters that what he learns matters to him and resonates. Just his belief that such a thing could be. And patiently, he should look for that time, trying different svarim, different ideas of something that resonates. I'm not going to claim that every single time he learns and every mesechta, everything he sees, he'll understand the relevance and how it, like, what it's saying to him, he won't. But I want him to know it's all in there. It's all in there in the Torah. I like showing my story, your story, his story, it's all in the Torah. The Torah has our story in there. Haman menatarim and and certainly every yid's in the Torah. So I like showing in our own places Torah that resonates by us, and I want a guy to look for a tire that resonates by him. Sometimes we can access, sometimes we sense a guy would like a certain safer. And again, even a certain safer hits by him doesn't mean that every day all has learned. But once he knows that it's Shaykh to get there and there's such a thing, certainly we have to learn. And the more we learn, we find this. That, that's, that's, that's something I would say to this. Helping the, helping the Bukhar number one, find that he has, he's associated in some way, he could connect somewhere. Number two, demonstrating in a real way what excites yeah. us. Yeah, yes, yes. I think so many, so many people, so many who don't know that it's supposed to resonate by you and that it can resonate by you, your Torah. It's not just, it could really resonate, you could, and you'll find your thing. They'll go to different shiurim and one shit like, that hits, like I, it resonates. That makes sense to me. We have a chalik in Torah, and a part should resonate by a person. That's... If I can ask a question, um, I think Rebbe spoke a little bit about being genuine and honest and connecting with the Bacharim. And I think we, we all feel like we want to be a role model for them, and we want to help guide them and be there for them and be someone that they look up to. What, what does a role model of a Rebbe look like? To Abacher. Yeah, it's a good question. To me, is that we're fellow humans, that we're humans, we have struggles too. We're human also. We're all humans. We relate, we relate a lot. It's not like Rebbe wouldn't understand. Rebbe would understand. We're very human. My own Rebbe, what what attracted me to my Rebbe and made a very big difference in my own life is I saw he spoke about human frailty. It's interesting. That's what drew me to him for years. 
and I listened to him and he spoke. I didn't hear anybody in my life talk like that. And he spoke a lot about human frailty and I saw you're allowed to be human. My Rebbe, Davin for the Amatil, he, 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 he camped in his throne, but for many, many years, he Davin Yom Kippur. And my favorite part of the Tefillah, Adayoy Mazer, and whenever I Davin and I picture my Rebbe's Nusach, my Rebbe's saying it, the Tefillah describes the Malachim, and it describes the amazing like power of the angels and frailty of human beings, but it says, Avisa Sihil, I want the prayer of the frail human. And it describes the human being with all our frailties, Hashem wants us. And I think a Rebbe, who's, who's, we're, we're not trying to present like a person. Again, when I say a Rebbe, a person a person's going to have some Rebbe in his life and their halacha is of, of a certain Rebbe. I don't know if every 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 3rd, 4th, 5th, Rebbe, again, I'm not saying to, what we say and the things we wouldn't share I'm not saying that has rules that each person has to find it. But the fact that it's a fellow human who understands, but is special, but is serious, but is on fire with meaningful things. If it's a different Rebbe club, oh, he's part of the Rebbe clubs, then inside I'm Vaiter Hopeless. He's me and I'm him and we're both special. But the goal is not like to go down, I'm also like you. It's not the goal. We're both holy. Bring them up to the holy place. But the word is, I'm also human. We relate, we're human with human frailty. I think that makes an excellent, certainly in the Sifter Rebbe and elementary Rebbe's, who's also a human being, but, but special. So then me also as human, I could be human and special also. That's how I see it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Is there is there a way to reach out to the Rashiva anyway, if there's um, a question that we have? Sure, sure. Could I, should I, could I give you my cell phone? I have a pen. So it's 203-982-8503. The best is to text. I don't really use it as like a phone phone. It's a text. I'll call you back. If you write a time, I can call you back. I'll call you back. Thank you so much. Have Thank an honor to me. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shkoya. Thank you, Shkoya. Thank you. Thank you, Shkoya.